You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills and, uh, of course, certainly that slow time of the season as we get through it. Still uh, plenty of questions on what might happen with the 2020 NFL season for the Bills. Already know that when and if training camp does take place, that will be in Buffalo, no longer at St. John Fisher, as that news came out not too long ago. But with this, right, as we try to focus a bit on what's taking place on the field or some of the the projections that we might have as it relates to the team. Uh, I wanted to make some predictions on some of the season superlatives and some of the awards for the team that we could see this year. Uh, It's an exercise I went through last year, actually did it in September, right before the season was about to start. Of course, you had a full slate of preseason games, training camp, all kind of updates. But as you get to this time of the year, in June, and you're talking a bit about the football, you take a look at some of these pieces, thought it would be something good for a discussion. And of course, I'm always looking to get your feedback on this as well. You can hit me up on Twitter at Anthem Marino at any time. And of course, in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. So as we go through a few things, right, I've got five, I guess you can say projections, right? And this is more of my gut feeling as I go through with so much of this for what can really happen with the team this year. You know, we'll talk a little bit about who should be rookie of the year, who my initial thought is on the most improved player, the breakout star for the Bills, the unsung hero, and who will be the dark horse MVP. Like I said, went through this a bit last year and had a little bit of fun with it. I think it's an interesting, you know, topic of discussion. And as I always say, I'm I'm curious to get your feedback and get some thoughts as it relates to this as well. First up for me, really, it's the pick for Rookie of the Year, and it tends to be a bit of an easy one based on at least what my projection is as it relates to his usage, but that will be Zach Moss, the third-round pick out of Utah, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. Now, I say this, I fully expect Devin Singletary to be that feature back for the Bills to lead the team in touches moving forward, right? But as we do look at these things, I think Zach Moss is going to play a significant role for the Bills maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 touches per game, right? Not to the extent of what we saw from Frank Gore during the 2019 season. But if he's maybe getting 10 carries, one or two catches a game, I can see Moss as being a guy that can certainly deliver in the red zone, potentially being that you know, that goal line back for the Bills as necessary, a little bit more of a physical presence than Devin Singletary. So with that being said, I mean, Zach Moss, a bit of an easy choice for me. Uh, I did give a quick you know, thought, maybe A.J. Epinesa, you put him on a talented defensive line, you put him in pass rushing situations. If he can stack up maybe seven or eight sacks as a rookie, as a situational pass rusher, start to have more of an impact as the season goes along, maybe that's someone that would be a good pick there. But for me, it did seem to be relatively easy 
to go with Zach Moss. Just again, based on the number of touches he should be getting, I envision him being a bit of a goal line back in Buffalo, as I said before. And if you get a combination of you know over 100 touches, a decent number of touchdowns in the red zone, uh, I like Zach Moss to be that pick. And again, would be curious to get your thoughts as well. Um, next up for me is the most improved player for the Bills. And this one, I've got to be honest, right? There's there's plenty of guys that could fit the bill when when you talk about that. I mean, certainly Dawson Knox is someone that comes to mind. You can think about him as a you know an offensive weapon and how much he can improve and what that part may look like. Um, but that wasn't the first guy that came to mind for me, and I'm sure he will be a positive or a choice for many Bills fans. I'm sure many will hope that right Josh Allen, if he shows great improvement, would be a great pick for this. But the name I keep coming back to is Josh Norman. And I say this, and I can imagine my my good buddy Bruce Nolan um, is probably rolling his eyes as he hears this right now and, and many others. But I think as we look at this and you think of what Norman was in Carolina when he played under Sean McDermott as defensive coordinator, then he signs the big contract, goes to Washington, different scheme, things certainly not working there for him. He's released by the Redskins, and the Bills end up signing him, right? Reuniting these two, and despite the fact that he's 33 years old, the Bills did not do much else to address the cornerback position this offseason. Um, certainly, we know what we have when you talk about someone like Levi, Levi Wallace. Maybe he has not reached his ceiling yet as a young player, but an undrafted free agent, right, that we like very much what we've seen from him. But you know, from this standpoint, the expectations, I think, are in check for most uh, most Bills fans, um, at least somewhat realistic when it comes to what his ceiling could be. But when you look at someone like Josh Norman, who, for lack of a better term, right, was just kind of, again, cut in Washington, parting ways. And, and I think there is the expectation, at least for many, that he will will have the the nod as the starting cornerback or at least his job to lose in training camp whenever and whatever that looks like. Now, if Josh Norman ends up showing improvement, and I'm not saying where he reverts back to the player he was in Carolina, but certainly if he can show improvement as a cornerback and be a viable starting option for the Bills opposite Tredavious White, he certainly has that room to be a most improved player candidate, right? To have that bounce back type of season. And again, I get it. From what we've seen with Dawson Knox, that's probably the first name that should come to mind for me. But I'm not quite sure why it's Josh Norman. And if that's the first name that jumped to my mind, that's the one that I was going to go with, with with each of these categories. So for me, when I talk about a most improved player candidate, maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking. But for right now, the first name that comes to mind, it is Josh Norman. Um, and I'm certainly OK moving forward with that. Now, next up for me is the breakout star for the Bills. And if you haven't been on the site, I encourage encourage you to check it out. Griff has a great article for Buffalo Bills players ready to break out in 2020. His candidates here are Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Harrison Phillips, and Saran Neal. Four very realistic options for the Bills that you can consider. Um, For me, and it's one of those that maybe you'll be scratching your head and saying, is this guy really a breakout candidate? But I went with defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Now, you put the personal pieces aside, right, as it relates to is there a suspension coming related to the DUI 
that he had down in Texas a few weeks back and just look at this piece and talk about him as a player. Certainly there were flashes for Ed Oliver during his rookie season, right? Most specifically, I think for so many fans, you think back to that game on Thanksgiving Day, what he was able to do against the Dallas Cowboys and think to yourself, okay, this is a guy, not that you have that expectation that he is going to do this or be that every week in the NFL, right? I mean, he was an absolute terror in that game. But as you take a look at things and say, okay, a guy, the number nine overall pick, five sacks on the season, okay, 43 you know, tackles on the year, um, five tackles for loss, eight quarterback hits. I mean, certainly did you know, some good things for the Bills and a bit of a rotational role with Jordan Phillips. We know that Jordan Phillips is gone now and it does pave the way for someone like Ed Oliver to have that breakout type of season, right? Someone that you can look at and say, okay, if he's going to play 65 to 75% of the snaps somewhere in that range, can we see him getting double digit sacks from an interior position on the line? As you look at the other guys that are added around him, you can say, hey, an upgrade for the Buffalo Bills defensive line. Certainly still some you know work to see. We haven't seen many of these new pieces on the field in Buffalo just yet. But there is that reason for optimism. So, you know, no offense to Griff. Again, I thought the breakdown that he had with those four names and, you know, maybe you 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 look past someone like an Ed Oliver because when you're a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, the expectations are re- relatively high. But as I look at this and talk about him is Again, having that breakout type of a season, um, you know, contending to be a pro bowler, right? Having that type of an opportunity for him to really step up is that valuable piece along the defensive line. We certainly saw it from him during the 2019 season in flashes. And if there can be that more consistency with an increased snap count, I would just love to see it from Ed Oliver as a, you know, my top candidate as the breakout star for the Bills during the 2020 season. Next up, I go to the unsung hero. And the unsung hero, I think it's interesting. There's been so much conversation around this guy, whether or not he's been playing the right position or not. And that's Cody Ford, the starting right tackle for the Bills. Um, A bit of a platoon situation with Ty Inseki during 2019. Many uh, conversations around if this is a guy that would be better suited to play right guard. Um, I think as we look at this and and someone that's going to step forward, um, Cody Ford, I think, can be that guy. And I think as a right tackle, right, you, you're you never going to get a ton of recognition for what you do. And if I had to have an honorable mention of the unsung hero, it would be the rest of the starters on the offensive line, right? When you think of Deion Dawkins, Quentin Spain, Mitch Morris, John Feliciano. But Cody Ford is really that guy that stands out to me right now because I think when you talk about the transition from the college game to being a starting tackle in the NFL, certainly nothing easy about that. And we look at him and we've seen, you know, again, when you say flashes, I realize we're talking about an offensive lineman here, but you have seen some potential and what he can do. And, you know, this is a guy that I think if the offensive line is going to be successful in 2020, you know, Cody Ford has the opportunity to be that bookend with Deion Dawkins. And you talk about a player making that leap from year one to year two, that is certainly a guy I would highlight as an unsung hero for the Buffalo Bills. And and like I said, right, in so many situations, you talk about an offensive line, those are going to be the unsung heroes on your team. These guys, they don't get a ton of credit, right? If there's a holding call, they get plenty of blame. If Josh Allen gets sacked, 
plenty of blame goes to them in that situation as well. But what I'm talking about here, right, are these guys being able to step up uh, a unit that had four new starters out of the group of five and Cody Ford going from that rookie season to year two. Um, I like what he could certainly bring to the table for the Bills. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, my last one it comes to is the Dark Horse MVP. And I've got to admit, it's a little bit of a cop-out here, so I will apologize in advance that I really have two players that I'm looking at for, for this. And no, it does not include Josh Allen, right? When you want to talk about an MVP of a team, it would be easy to select your quarterback or it would be easy to select Tredavious White as your all-pro cornerback um, coming off the fantastic year that he had. Um, first up on my list is a dark horse MVP is Stefan Diggs. And you look at Diggs, right, making the move, coming over from Minnesota to the Buffalo Bills, and it's certainly an opportunity where you know all eyes are going to be on him. Um, a lot of times folks will say, well, this eliminates any excuses that Josh Allen may have. And if Josh Allen does take that next step, makes any sort of leap in the 2020 season, I personally at least feel that a lot of that is going to be tied in specifically to Stefan Diggs as being that true number one wide receiver for the Bills, right? It will be kind of ease up the coverage on John Brown. Cole Beasley will certainly still be a weapon out of the slot. And Dawson Knox, we talked a little bit about him before, about the potential on how he can improve. But Stefan Diggs, right, if he is as good as advertised, if he is that wide receiver that is a downfield threat, that is a monster yards after the catch, right, when you talk about him as a receiver, as you look at him and just say, okay, he is one of the best route runners in the NFL, he's going to be able to get open. And even if Josh Allen is not the most accurate quarterback on the planet, that's okay because you've got someone like Stefan Diggs that's going to just you know come in and be that number one wide receiver for you. If Josh Allen is going to make that leap, I don't want to say it's just because Stefan Diggs is on the Buffalo Bills, but he's going to have to be a major factor into that taking place. And if the Buffalo Bills offense makes that next step, and if we do talk about improvement from Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs is going to be a huge part of that. And that was certainly the first name that came to mind for me, right? If this offense makes the jump of what we've talked about, and again, right, you can say, well, you know, Allen is this and Allen is that, but think about this, right? Like these combined parts. In essence, you are replacing Isaiah McKenzie, Robert Foster, Andre Roberts, Duke Williams, and Zay Jones, right? As receivers, you're replacing what those guys were in the 2019 season with one of the best route runners in the NFL, shorthanded, yards after the catch monster, and somebody like Stefan Diggs. And from that standpoint, as you take a look at it, you know, that is a guy if the Bills are going to contend for a Super Bowl. And I say that, right? That is what it is all about. That certainly here is someone that can that can come in and um has that opportunity. So Stefan Diggs was the first name that came to mind. The second one for me 
And it might be a little bit interesting, right? Maybe he's almost a dark horse of the dark horse MVP category. And it's running back Devin Singletary. Now, I say this, right, because here's a guy, 151 rushing attempts last year. You know, you take a look at him, averaging over five yards per attempt. Um, Doesn't have that home run speed. Not really that physical type of runner that you would see around the goal line. But when you talk about someone that should be getting 15 carries per game, right, in that type of a situation, 15 rushes per game, and you add in a couple of catches as a receiver, Devin Singletary can be, you know, that elusive back, uh, again, maybe not the most dynamic home run type hitter, but if you talk about someone that once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make defenders miss and be that elusive back. Yes, you're pairing him with someone like Zach Moss, which I think will be helpful for the Bills offense. But when you look at someone like Devin Singletary and the way he flashed as a rookie, when you talk about him being a dark horse MVP, right, you're thinking about almost in some situations of being that weapon in between the 20-yard lines. And I don't want to say that he's not a red zone threat because that's not what I'm talking about here. But right in many situations, once you get to the red zone for Josh Allen, for the Bills, you think about the weapons that they have. Devin Singletary is going to play such a major part of what this team can do in between the 20s. And when you think about what he did as a rookie, right, and here's someone just being able to step up and again, as you look at things and say, okay, Injured early in the season, you know, playing, taking the back seat to Frank Gore early on made perfect sense from that standpoint. But here's a guy that certainly has the ability, as he has shown as a rookie, right? And now you've got him paired with a a great complimentary back in Zach Moss. I don't think it puts too much of the burden on Singletary at this point, but certainly we've seen enough from him as a rookie, what he did last year, and just kind of how he can step forward. I think this is a guy that, again, you average 5.1 yards per attempt, um, and that's not because you're a home run hitter. It's because you're that elusive back. Um, I truly like someone like Devin Singletary that could potentially be that dark horse MVP for the Bills. So as we go through with these things, you know, just a quick reminder, because like I said, I always want to get your feedback. Rookie of the year, Zach Moss. Most improved player, Josh Norman. Breakout star, Ed Oliver. Unsung hero, Cody Ford, with a honorable mention to the rest of the offensive line. And my dark horse MVP, first choice, Stefan Diggs. But I've got to give somewhat of a nod to Devin Singletary, as we were just talking about, because I certainly think that's someone that can make an impact there. But like I said, I always like to get your feedback. Make sure you please hit me up with, uh, with everything here. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can hear all of the great podcasts that we have here at Buffalo Rumblings. Now, with all of this being said, just want to wrap up. I would be remiss if I did not touch base on just kind of the state of everything that's that's happening in our communities. You see the Buffalo community um, in the news over these past few days and, and not for any of the right reasons. And anytime you log on to social media, you turn on the news, um, you're just seeing too much cruelty. You see too much racism and, you know, to a, to a man, right? There is there is no place for this in, in any of our communities. And I realize, right, you don't you don't tune into this podcast to hear me talk about social unrest and what's taking place as it relates to to current affairs. But when when we talk about things, right, and, and we talk about Black Lives Matter and what is taking place in our communities and the the pain within within these communities, and we talk about supporting the black community. This is not something I don't want to sound preachy. I don't want to be telling you what to do. And I'm certainly not going to pretend to have all the answers. But I would just encourage if you are listening to this podcast 
and you take a look at things and say there is a need for change. The, the one piece that I would encourage everyone to do is just to take that time to educate yourself. Um, there are certainly resources out there that are available right now, books that are being recommended, websites to visit, podcasts that you can listen to, um, even movies that you can watch that talk about this social injustice, that talk about racism in our country and really addressing this so we as people, right, can educate ourselves and what this change could look like. So um, I myself, right, have kind of taken that pledge to, to do what I can to educate myself as much as I can. And I think if it's one of those situations where if you look at the current state of affairs in our country and you're bothered by it, I would encourage you to educate yourself as well, because that is certainly an important first step that we can make to be a part of the solution, which is so greatly needed at this time. So again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, As always, um, it's a pleasure to catch up with everybody here. Um, I'm going to check out now, but as always, go Bills. Take care.